It's time to pull those belts tight, race fans. The Front Stretch is coming at you. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Now, here's Dan Taylor and Dirk Houston. Well, welcome to it, race fans. We're doing a little bit of another joint effort with the Front Stretch podcast and Roland Race News. It literally took two of us to get this guy tonight. Man, it's taken like... Ten months right. for me. This has been a long time. Us too. I mean, I had him scheduled once, and then uh, races got rained out, and then we never got back to getting him on the show. But uh, one of the drivers I've certainly enjoyed watch racing weekly at Eagle Raceway and throughout the area, and having himself a pretty good race saver nationals. Joey Danley, driver of the number fourteen. Thanks for coming on the podcasts. Yeah, pleasure to be here. You're on two podcasts at once. I. This is a first for me, that's for sure. Oh, well, good. I'm glad we could have you. <laughs> and the good news is this isn't going over the radio, so we could be as vulgar as we want to. Perfect. And a little un-PC, as I found out last night. Yeah, just a little bit. <sighs> I feel bad about that still. You know, shit happens. I know. That's what happens when I drink half a bottle of Sexton with you guys. Uh, Sexton is, by the way, my favorite whiskey. It's not a tool to navigate. Well, it is a tool to navigate the open waters, but I wasn't drinking a tool to navigate. Anyways. Where's it at tonight? Well, we drank it all <laughs> last night. We have very old Bartons over there, which... No, thanks. Have oh, you ever had it? It's definitely <laughs> not Bartons. No, no, no. It's de- no, well, no, Bartons. no, no, no. It's very old Bartons. It's a... It's a, uh, it's a bourbon. Seven-year bourbon? Seven-year bourbon, 80 It's a seven-year-age bourbon. Okay. It tastes stuff. really good, but I don't, <laughs> I don't know that Joey's a bourbon guy. We'll test that out this fall. I could do some bourbon after well. a night like tonight. Adam Golian wasn't an Irish whiskey fan. Until you talk last to night, Joey. So. I'll be right back. All right. Okay. Well, I guess we are drinking tonight. I was going to try to lay off, but uh, Joey, let's start off. Uh, I wanted to talk about your year. Uh, you came out of the uh, out of the gate at the beginning of the season like a rocket. I mean, you were easily the fastest guy at the racetrack. Yeah, I, I, we did come out of the gate running. Uh, it was yeah, really good start, but. Uh, it got woed up pretty quick there. Uh, it did. Uh, unfortunately, you ran into Tech Me Through the first night where I think it was the second night you won. Um, they found some issues with your engine. I think the first time we got DQ'd was uh, spring pressure. Okay. Which we've, we've gone back and forth with them more than once about the spring pressure stuff. But uh, I got to hand it to Dean Wallen. I mean, he came out to the shop, and we made a lot of changes. And he, he walked us through it and made mm-hmm. sure we were legal for the next week. Uh, came back, I think, a couple weeks later. I had another issue with the engine, and I think at that point you were a little fed up. Yeah, that was uh, kind of another issue entirely with the exhaust valves, which, I mean, you're talking a sealed motor. Mm-hmm. You can you can see the valves, but it's not like we can get in there and change them without cutting a seal off, so that was kind of on our motor builder. And You know, it is what it is. We, we went a different direction after that, and... Uh, been going good since then so uh and not to to knock the new engine builder uh or the new engine you're running but it seems like ever since that change you just that um that bite you've had off the corner or or down the straightaways has has been lacking but i think i saw it return back to form tonight i i can't tell you why i it is not the engine builder i can tell you that we just we lost something in the middle of the year there and i I don't even know what it is, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but we found it tonight, I guess. And that's got to be even more frustrating when when you you can feel that you're off a little bit, but you got no idea where it's at. Yeah, I mean, we have changed a lot of stuff, but I I don't think I'm back to where we were in the beginning of the year yet. But we we definitely improved. Yeah. Tonight. 
Six to eight weeks to go with the points championship at Eagle Raceway. You, you, it seems like it's coming down to you and your uncle, Jason Danley. And I think you had a really good shot at chipping away at that, especially with as hot as you were. But he consistent. I, he, I, he never messes up. I know. He, he consistent, consistent, consistented you out of that race, out of that, out of that championship. Just uh, top fours, top threes. Uh, you may have got a win here or there, but he was just too dang consistent. Yeah. I knew it was going to take bad luck on his part for me to catch him, and I wouldn't wish that on him yeah. any day of the, yeah. of the week. So I'm happy with how it ended. I mean, do me a favor, just have that mic right up to your mouth. It's uh, a little uncomfortable to have it right up there, but yeah, yeah. that's all right. It, it picks up a lot better. Um, but uh, talk a little bit more about your season. Now, obviously, you've had a very good season. You came out like a rocket, had some adversities, but you overcame it. And a second place finish at Eagle Raceway is nothing to look bad about. No, we're more than happy with that. Um, we wanted to be one better, and that was our goal to be one better this year. But when it's a little out of your hand, I mean, it, it basically looks like we missed two weeks and we still finished second. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm more than happy with that. Yeah, that would have been a hell of a championship if you if, if those two weeks didn't happen like that. But uh, it is what it is. Uh, let's talk about the Friday portion of the Race Saver Nationals. Uh, I don't have my notes in front of me, so I can't cue you up, but talk us through it a little bit. Uh, man, it was a struggle for us. Uh Drew bad, started dead last in the heat. The track was hammered down one lane. I mean, I was fortunate enough to pass a few people, but it put us deep in the D. Uh, came out, I think it was on the second lap maybe, I hit the rut and one that's always there that I know is there every week, and I still decided to run it over and <laughs> about dumped it. And uh, I think I was in about last after that, and we, we came back forward in the D a little bit, but it just wasn't our night last night. Tonight was definitely your night. Um, won your heat race, so you started uh, inside row number four, and um, you were an absolute rocket. I, I didn't think anybody was going to get by Trevor Grossenbacher, but you showed that I think you're back to form like you were at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I mean, I just I got to thank my crew. Like we, we made some good decisions there. I mean, with the track prep right before the A, that makes it tough to know mm-hmm. what to do. How, how long is that moisture going to stay? You know, you just never know, but – and they – they killed it tonight. They made perfect adjustments for me and yep. made it to the front. All right. I've taken a couple of sips. Try that stuff. We got some very old Barton's Port in front of you. If you know how to drink whiskey, it's not like a beer. It's all right. Yeah. I mean, it's again, that's a $9 bottle of whiskey. So I think that's wow. – I drink that all day over Jack Daniels. I mean, yeah. <laughs> this is the guy way, way back in the day – I'm, I'm not going to disclose our ages, but one night we attempted to slam a half gallon of Jim Beam, which, you know, after gaining a pallet, I would never touch. I'm pretty sure we did, if I remember right. Uh, it didn't go well after that. But. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun while it lasted. Yeah. You guys have been friends for a while? Uh, or known each other at least for quite God, a while? It's, it's got to be at least 10 years, 12 years. Yeah, something like that. I mean, uh, I the first time I really started coming around, you were racing sport compacts. You won the championship that year, so that was 2009 or 2010. Yeah. 2009, because you moved to sport mods in 10, right? Actually, I think I remember the day we met. It was a uh, Lincoln High Auto Tech class. Oh, yeah. Now, there's a story. Um, my first interaction <laughs> with Joey Danley, and he can probably explain it a little bit better, but... Like, the first day, we're sitting in there. This is my first. I went to Southeast and just transferred over for the auto tech class, like, first thing in the morning. And teachers, like, call and roll, you know, Bueller, Bueller, Joey Danley. And I'm like, hey, is that the Joey Danley that races compacts at Eagle? 
<laughs> he blurted it out right in the middle of the class. Really? Oh, yeah. That's how day one went for me. <laughs> Used to race compacts, really? Yeah. Uh, two or three years, I think. That's my only track championship still to this day. Wow. Really? Uh, so from compacts to sport mods. Yep. How long were you in sport mods? Um, let's see. It would have been 2010 to 13, so four seasons, I think. Okay. And then there to? That's when we got a sprint car in 14. Okay. All right. Uh, were you in the 360s at the time, or did you go 305? We started here. Uh, if I remember right, we did maybe two or three 360 races with mm -hmm. a old motor my dad had laying around that it was pretty worn out when I got it, but it was a, a good time, hell of an experience when you're just starting out to jump in a 360. And you still got to race at, like, Butler County when it was still around. You know, you got to do some of the Nebraska 360 stuff that we can, you know, sadly only look back on as a memory now. Yeah, it, it was a blast. I mean, we we got killed every single night, but I just had fun every time I got in the car. Yeah. Every time's a learning experience. I mean, just think about how far you've come, though, from that. I mean, it, it to getting whooped every week in the 360 to really getting a handle on this 305, I think it's translated into the 360. You, you, when you do, you're able to run the 360s. You run them well, um, and I think you're on the verge of a track championship within the next year or two. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to give away a big secret, but getting in 360 really, really helps your 305 program. I mean, it just it feels like you're going half speed out yeah. there. I mean, just look at Tyler Drukey getting yeah. a 410 now, and he comes back here and just stands on it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can really tell the difference once you get some some yeah. of that experience is huge. Uh, we kind of got sidetracked a little bit. We were talking about that A feature from tonight where the top nine uh, got into the A. Uh, I, again, I, when you took over second, I thought, okay, that's where Joey's going to finish. Because, I mean, not to talk bad about you, but it's Trevor Grossenbacher who took off in a huge lead, hasn't gotten past much for the race lead this year, uh, but you were catching him by three-tenths, three-tenths, four-tenths, half a second, half a second. I mean, you were reeling him in, and before you knew it, you blew right by him. Yeah, I mean, honestly, after last night, we were just going to be happy to lock in. I was I was conservative the first five laps, but, man, I just knew I had a rocket ship under yeah. me, so I started pushing it a little harder, and it would just come off the bottom on two there so well, and I, just, I could just pull everyone, and I got two second, and then, yeah, I was happy there, and uh, I think Trevor got into some lap traffic that really allowed me to catch him pretty good, and uh, he was, he was kind of running one and two a little higher, and He's out of my line, so he, he made it easy on me to pass him. Any worry about, yeah, leaving, laying it out there? And, I mean, we're talking about one position. If you lay back, you save some tires, you don't risk getting into anybody else, you don't risk junking your car, and you finish or you start, what, 11th on the grid as opposed to now you're going to start 10th on the grid for Sunday's A feature. Any concern about that? or? Oh, yeah, it definitely crosses your mind. I mean – just I think that yellow came out early and I was in fifth and I was content but I just again the car was so fast that I mean I, if I can pass them I'm going to yeah. and yeah even when I got in second I was surprised when I was reeling Trevor in but even then I was content I was just gonna follow him unless I really got an opportunity and he really got slowed down there in traffic and I able, was able to hit the bottom and take off from him it sounds like same question going out there. Sorry, James, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I thought that Trevor was going to be flat out gone. I talked to him after his heat race win, and he talked about you and Kevin had helped them out with the Magneto and everything. And 
I was getting prepped to be like, well, you beat the guy that you borrowed parts from, and then you went out and put her to the wood and got the job done. Well, yeah, once we both made the A, I was going to go get it back, so I didn't have to worry about one <laughs> fast car, but I guess we, we made it happen the right way, so well, I'm happy about that. Yeah, now you got to go get it back for Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we might need that. Yeah, uh, same question for the race of champions. I mean, this is a race that, I mean, yeah, it pays 1000 to win. But uh, you got a good opportunity of junk in your car, and all of a sudden, everything you've done to get to the point to qualify for the A starting 10th, now the best you can do is come back on Sunday with a different car or a fixed-up car, and maybe you have to re-qualify. I was reminded of that about three times in the five minutes we had between races, and uh, <laughs> I still managed to hit the tractor tire off of two in the race of champions and knock a shock off it. So, yeah, I mean, when you get in a race car, you just want to win. Yeah. I, it wasn't for much. I mean, $1,000 isn't going to make or break you, but I just I wanted to see if I can keep up with those faster guys that locked in last night. I didn't really get to race them last night, so I wanted to see yeah. what we had. Talking with Joey Danley again, James Rowland, Rowland Race News, Dan Taylor of the Front Stretch Podcast. Um, yeah, so far it's been a good weekend. What, what's your thoughts? I mean, we, we, we saw a completely different track on Saturday night than we did on Friday night. Uh, I was not, not too happy with the track last night as – a lot of us were, I think. I mean, just one lane, heavy track in a 305. You just can't go anywhere. Every, mm -hmm. It's locked down. Tonight was way different, though. I think Roger did a great job. Uh, Got to give him a hand tonight. The track was perfect all night, really. He kept it wide. and I mean, he, he was prepping it, but he did it right. He, he gave us a bottom and a top and left the middle slick. That's what we love. Yeah, he got beat up just a little bit last night on yeah. the, uh, the track prep. I'm happy to hear that. I didn't want it to come from me, but I definitely agree with it. You're definitely not the first person that I heard it from. And, you know, that's going to happen. I mean, it was it was a rainy week. It's been a rainy week. There's a t 120 pre-registered cars. 100 of them showed up. That's a lot of laps. And you're sitting there looking at the racetrack wondering, what do I do to give these guys a good racing surface for a majority of the races? Oh, yeah. It's it's easy for us to beat them up. I mean, we're not the ones doing it. It's yeah. Sometimes you make a right call, sometimes you don't. You can't get it right 100% of the time. But Exactly. You know, whether you're an announcer, a track promoter, the track prep guy, a race car driver, you know, you can't win them all and you can't get it right, like you say, 100% of the time. Once again, talking about Joey Danley, driver number 14, uh, won the A feature for Saturday night's portion, so he's going to start 10th on the grid which means you're going to start inside groove, uh, the inside lane of row four. What do you think about starting inside? Well, it's a whole whole lot better than the middle, but I'd probably <laughs> prefer the outside. Yeah. But, I mean, again, I wasn't going to finish third in that race to get there. I'm, I'm going to go forward as hard as I can. So. And coming back to the season, I, I, haven't, I can't really say that you like the bottom or the top more. You seem to have gone where the car will let you go. I mean, I, I love to pound the cushion, but I got a little – gun shy there for a little while because we destroyed a car i don't know a month and a half ago running the cushion and mm -hmm. just trying to pound it as hard as i could and jumped it and junked a car hitting the wall so i mean I, d I definitely still like the cushion but i have no problem running the bottom that's where the fast line is uh let's talk a little bit outside the racing world um you and your lovely wife terry uh expecting your first kid yep just uh november 8th i think so yeah. it's coming quick yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, what, do you, what have you lost more sleep over so far, being a dad or, or starting in the A feature? Oh, this race for sure. Yeah. Uh, so far. The, the dad, yeah, that, I still got two months to worry about that. <laughs> uh, no, that's been going great. We're, we're pretty prepared for that. Yeah. Luckily, uh, I got an awesome family around me. That's 
doing a lot for us. So yeah, I haven't had to stress about that yet. And I think you guys found out you're having a boy. That's a girl. Oh, girl. Yep. Oh God, I'm sorry. Hair bows, yeah. not Hoosiers. I'm t- I'm yep. terrified of of having a girl. I don't know what's worse. I guess I'm gonna find <laughs> out here. A <laughs> couple more kids down the road, you'll tell me, right? We'll see how one goes, and then then we'll make a decision. <laughs> they may be, she may be an only child. Yeah, I think we'd both be fine with that. We'll see how busy we get with it. All right. Uh, what else? We have anything else we can ask him about? We've been prepping for this for a, for for almost a year. This is your chance. What do you got? I mean, you know, my podcast. I kind of try to go back and get the full story. You know, talk about. Well, I guess what keeps you doing this. Is it just the love of the sport? Do you feel like you've got obligations to sponsors? What really keeps you wanting and thriving to stay in this race car and continue to get better and move up? Because I I know that some days you're not satisfied with the 305 and you want to go run more 360 stuff and do things like that. What keeps you going? I mean, as long as I've known you, you've been one of the most addicted to racing people out there. But how do you do it? Well, I mean, I grew up on it. I I think the time I was about a couple weeks old, every Saturday from then on, I've been out here or been traveling with my uncle or my dad, you know, somewhere. With, that's all we've done my whole entire life. So definitely have racing in the blood. Uh, as far as, yeah, moving on from here, the 305 stuff, I would love to, but it takes a lot of dollars to do that right. So until we have that, we'll probably be around here in the 305 stuff. Well, I know we're glad to have you. And you've got a new sponsor on this year, uh, or was it last year you picked up Empire Fence? I think it's been three or four years already. Oh, really? Uh, the first year they were just a small associate sponsor, but yeah, he's really come on on board with us strong. Uh, they're a great family, Matt Warner and his people. I mean, they're, his whole company comes here every single weekend to support us. It's it's great. Yeah. And he, he really pushes us to keep going, too, and he's always there for us, whatever we need. Uh I couldn't imagine not having him behind us now. Those weekends when you have a bad night, like you talked about, you junked a car. Um, is it crossing your mind to be like, I'm, I'm ready to just not deal with this crap anymore? Uh, I mean, there, there's those nights for sure. After that night, yeah, you don't want to come back. But yeah. I'm very fortunate to have an awesome crew behind me. I mean, there's some weeks they do all the work. I mean, I, I work a lot of hours at my job, and there's been several weeks this year I didn't even make it to the shop. Yeah. So I, I'm very fortunate about that. They, they, they are the ones, the real ones who keep this thing going. You know, the the I, I think probably the big question for me right now is um, how do you work your race budget to afford such a big name like Cole? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's kind he, of a big deal. He asks for a raise every single week. I don't know how much longer <laughs> he'll be around. How much longer we can afford him? Do you see? Because I mean, he gets he gets to go around and, and crew for for some pretty big names. Yeah, I'm not saying you're not. Uh, oh. I think you're definitely becoming a big local name around here. Um, do you ever kind of sit there on Facebook and go, "Son of a bitch, that's my crew member, and he's out there running around with so and so." Parker I mean, Price he, Miller, Craig Kinzer. He loves yeah. racing as much, if not more, than I do. So I'm I love when he gets to go with those guys. That's his dream. And I support him 100%. And he, he comes back and, you know, he tries to learn everything he can. And yeah. a lot of it doesn't apply to our 305 program. But, I mean, it's cool to see what, what he's saying those top outlaw teams are doing. He's, I, I can imagine, like, he's kind of sitting there at the at pre-race getting the radio, car ready to go. And he goes, well, you know, Craig Kinzer does this. Yeah, he likes <laughs> to do that. 
<laughs> I bet he does. Yeah. Uh, I think he's. It took him a while to learn that you know 305 stuff's a little different from the 410. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're we're doing good. Good deal. Good deal. Uh, big races you want to go and race at someday in your career? <sighs> All of them. Yeah. There's not one race I don't want to go to. Oh, I would love to do the chili Get bowl. Get the chili bowl sometime. We've looked at rentals and stuff. Uh, I just, you know, winter's rebuilding time. I, it's hard to yeah. justify six yeah. or eight grand for that week to go drive something. But I'd love to. It'd be a blast. Uh, four ten nationals. <laughs> yeah, that'd yeah. be that'd be cool. That'd be the greatest. Uh, I'd I'd drive a four ten anywhere. Yeah. Preferably not the Nationals first, but. <laughs> but if that's the ride, that's the ride. I mean, of course, I wouldn't turn anything down. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know. It, that, that'd be a tough one to do your debut at. And I don't even know. Yeah, they would. Never mind. That, that would be well, a yeah. shit show, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the racing action tonight, James. And, and, and Joey, we'd love to hear you kind of chime in and, and kind of talk about this. Uh, like we kind of talked about, the track really from the get-go was nice and wide. Two lanes wide. High and low. Yeah, absolutely. High and low. Sorry, I was looking at what was going on That's back okay. there. No, absolutely. High and low. It was fast all the way around. I mean, uh, maybe it was because my shoes were already caked in mud, but it, it seemed like there was a ton of grip everywhere that I walked on the racetrack. Yeah. You know, it was fast. Um, a lot less torn up cars than last night. I, yeah. I had a great time, you know. I think that the fans did, too. Uh, Claude Estes, does he take the cake for the best victory, uh, heat race victory celebration? That is the best heat race victory celebration that I have ever <laughs> seen in my entire life. That was better than most people's A feature victory. What'd he do? I didn't get to see it. <laughs> Man, he jumped out of the car. He climbed up and did the wing dance. He oh, came yeah. and Icky shuffled around his entire car. Yeah. He hugged me. All this stuff. He, he was excited. Yeah, I'm sorry I missed it. I mean, it's, this weekend's a big deal for these guys. Yeah. It's it's tough. It gets tougher every every year too. And how about uh, the flying fossil uh, picking up a win? Uh, what was he heat race? Who was he at? Uh, that was kind of stacked up towards the end there. I want to say that was eight or nine. See, Joey won heat race eleven. Well, there was only one after that. Yeah. Zach Blurton won nine. Danny Wood, there we go, eight. It was the eighth heat race. Crowd really loved seeing him win that race. I mean, I can remember going to some ASCS shows with you and Terry back in the day and watching him, you know, back in the Pepsi car. No, that was the Outlaw. That was the Outlaw's 2000 yep. uh, racing game. Yeah. We'll have to do some of that this winter. And then uh, there, he was also in the, speaking of Danny Wood, the, the Flying Fossil, which I just love that nickname. Um he was also in the race of champions and really gave Drukey a run for his money at the end of that race. Oh, absolutely. Joey didn't get to see it because he was in the seat. But, man, there was a couple times I really thought he was going to sneak one past Drukey. I've been watching him race all my life, and just I got to pass him in that first day there. And that felt good. <laughs> That's got to be kind of a cool experience to be able to pass somebody you've watched for a long time like that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Any trash talk going on with you and your uncle, by the way? Is that kind of a family thing? Do you guys do that? I don't know if you know him, but we're both pretty quiet, so. <laughs> no, I've noticed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I mean, we 100% we support each other. There's there's no trash talk. We both give any, yeah. either one of us would get anything we have. We just want to uh, see each other both finish up front. You know, you're both pretty quiet people, but behind the scenes, you're both pretty damn funny. 
this afternoon, you might not have heard about this yet, but I was rolling out to go and gas up the generator so my food doesn't go bad, and the tow crew was getting ready to turn in. So I stopped for the tow crew to let them turn down the pit road, and Jason comes up and gives me the old push bar on his four-wheeler and goes, what the hell? Stopped right in front of me. <laughs> yeah, no, Jason is great. These, these uh, guys might be quiet guys, but they're super fun to be around once you yeah. get to know them. Don't let them fool you. Right. Uh, Jason's a character. Oh, absolutely. Like it's you're always not. the quiet ones you got to worry about. No, he's absolutely. got that witty humor. He's, yeah. he's just sitting there thinking about something. <laughs> uh, 12 heat races tonight. 26 total races. It was a long night. Another yeah. long night. I mean, compared to last night, I feel like I could go through a whole nother show. Last night, I was just dogged out and beat, but I really think this Saturday energy, maybe it was the Huskers winning, maybe it was having the grandstands a little bit more full than last night, but you could really feel the energy at this place. Yeah. I think I had to do a lot with a racy track tonight. Yeah, a racy track, too. That never hurts. Very fast track. Even though, I mean, we were talking about it being a fast track, but... Um, we set the new track record last night, which we talked about. What was it? Uh, Twelve three three seven. And Luke it was Cranston. Luke Cranston, yeah, new track record for that. So, uh, um, last night definitely a very fast track. Uh, but again, you know, a little bit of a one lane track, so it wasn't very easy for cars to pass. Uh, tonight we saw a lot of that, where guys from the back were finishing up the front, guys in the front were finishing in the back, so there was no uh, locked into your position. Nobody knew what was going to happen. They just knew they had two lanes to do it on. Trying to find the uh, lineup for tomorrow. There we go. So for Sunday, once again, qualifying the last nine positions. What are you What are you doing as the race goes on tomorrow for Sunday? What What are, you're sitting back watching the track develop? Yeah, I mean, we'll definitely watch every single race that goes out and see how the track plays out, and definitely pay attention to track prep. Usually, he likes to tear it up pretty good right before our a. Kind of hope he goes lighter on that. I mean, it makes the first half of the race so hammered down. You really can't go anywhere. But, uh, yeah, we'll see what he does. Uh, again, I'm just happy to be in it. So it kind of makes our year when we make this race. It's a it's a tough deal for sure. Are you going to uh, be involved in the cornhole tournament on Sunday? I am not. Oh. Are you are you a cornholer at all? Uh, I mean, I, I'd play, yeah. Yeah, okay. But you're not going to enter? We we uh, reserve all the time for the car. You never know what you're going to be going through. <laughs> Cornhole tournament at 11 at Eagle Raceway for the uh, Race Saver Nationals presented by Sunbelt Rentals. Um, so, again, the Cornhole tournament starts at 11 a.m. and the grandstand gates open up at 4.30 with hot laps at 5.30 and the first race at 6.30. Had to fight off another yawn. I've been struggling all day. You got me started on the five-hour energies there, yeah. Pusher. I, I need to take get another get one. Get some more whiskey. That'll wake you up. you think it would, but and I drank too much last night. I got to take it easy tonight. <laughs> last night was a little rough. And the, the couch and the rolling uh, race news camper, not, not very comfortable. Yeah, I let Dan rent a room in the old camper. I uh, walked in about 4.30 in the morning, and you could tell that Dan was kind of toasted because he was still full clothed and <laughs> hooded, no blanket. I don't even know if he had a pillow. I just walked past. I did. I'm like, all right, good I'm night. the guy that brings my own pillow to things. I told you, you had to bring a pillow yeah. and a blanket. I had an extra bedroom, but I couldn't, you know, I can feed you, but I ain't going to clothe you. It's the Nationals. I'd be disappointed if it wasn't anything less. <laughs> 
Uh, so again, uh, race of champions uh, wrapped up tonight. Thousand dollars went to uh, to Tyler Jeruki. Um I think Joey's probably one of my top picks for for Sunday. Um, I'll go with Grossabacher also. Jason Martin's going to be tough. Although I was kind of surprised Jason Martin didn't seem he seemed a little off tonight. For the race of champions? Yeah. Well, he did put down the fastest lap, so he did. I don't think he was that far off. But he wasn't uh, quite what, as fifth? excited when fourth? I talked to him about last night's victory tonight. What I think he finished fourth? Yeah. Yep, fourth. Fast so, lap fifteen oh five three. But he'll be one of them. I think Rosenbacher, obviously I mentioned I think Joey's gonna be one of the top ones. But Tyler Drukey Drukey's gonna definitely be one that's gonna be tough for you to get to get around. I uh, yeah, I mean starting tenth, I I'll be happy with a top five. It's it's tough to beat the guys you you're talking about, Martin and Drukey for sure, when you're not starting in front of them, they're mm -hmm. they're about impossible to pass. But you got plenty of laps to do it, and as long as you get the racetrack to do it, you should be able to track them down. I mean, we'll give it our best shot, but uh, we can kind of lap traffic maybe. There's a lot of cars in the race and uh, yeah. a lot of opportunities for them to get slowed down that might help us catch up. You know, that was a big talking point from Jason Martin. You know, last night you start 20 cars, and then you've got to jump in and go to 27 tomorrow. 27 cars on a third-mile track, that can uh, cause a lot of congestion. It's a huge difference, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, last year I I was my best year here probably for a while. I got to start in the front row and run up front, and, yeah, man, it, we came up on the traffic quick, and the problem is they're just as fast as you. I mean, it's it's 27 awesome cars. They're hard to pass. Yeah, and it's hard to navigate them. I mean, lap traffic is a part of the game. you got to know when to get around them, and that could be a very difficult thing to do. Uh, so, like I mentioned, uh, hot laps for s the portion uh, on Saturday are going to start at 5.30. Uh, first race at 6.30. And then uh, all we have is uh, our last chance qualifiers. We'll get the last uh, three rows qualified, and then we'll roll out that A. And then, again, the uh, melon bar open up again, the Eagle Melons, which I got corrected today. I've been saying that wrong. You know, um, it's actually Joey's father-in-law that got me started on calling it by the wrong name. Jeff Reed started calling them melon balls at about 4 o'clock in the morning a couple of years ago. Eagle melons, you know. It's, it's kind of like when you go, you know, say you're drinking beer at a bar. After you have seven Leinenkugel's summer shanties, you're not going to be able to walk up there and go, I'm going to get a Leinenkugel summer <laughs> shanty. But it's real easy to walk up and say, bud, you know. Let me get a melon ball, man. That's easier than Eagle Melon. I, I guess maybe now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, maybe it's just Jeff. That could be. That's very possible, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joey Danley driving the number 14, going to be starting 10th on the grid uh, for the Race Saver Nationals. By the way, um, I think Adam Golian owes me 20 bucks, doesn't he? Because, I mean, we were a little bit drunk last night, but I do believe I bet him 20 bucks that he wasn't going to start. He wasn't going to qualify in the A. Oh, snap. I believe you did. I'm gonna That'll buy collect. us two more bottles of that. I'm going to go collect. <laughs> I'm going to go down there to the lion's den and be like, give me my money, bitch. <laughs> bitch better have my money. Joey, man, best of luck to you. It's been a lot of fun watching your race this year. You've truly put on a hell of a show. Uh, sorry you didn't get to win the championship this year. I was looking forward to to talking to you about that, but uh, maybe we'll do that next year. Yeah, we'll give another shot next year, and uh, yeah, I'm ha I'm happy to see Jace win it. That's, yes. If I couldn't win, that's who I'd want to see, obviously. So, 
we're still happy about it. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. It's fun. You're the family historian. So just one more question before you go. Um, is that Jason's first championship out here? I know he's picked up a ton of wins in the 360 back in the day and in the 305 and he's always consistent. But is that the first one? I believe it's the first one here. He's got a couple uh, touring 360 championships. I oh, think, yeah. Midwest region ASCS. I remember when he won that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I believe it's his first one here. So I think he's pretty happy about it. Okay. Um, I said it was the last one, but I really do have one more final <laughs> question. Jason told me when I talked to him after winning the championship, I said, what are your plans for next year? He said, retire. I said, bullshit. What do you think? Uh, I think I'd go with you. Yeah. He, he's, he's not going to quit yet. You know, like I've said to 100 people before, racing is an addiction far greater than any drug God or man made. It's, it's just what we do. Once it's in your blood, it's in your blood and your proof of it. Oh, yeah. The adrenaline rush is like nothing else. I mean, you just can't find it anywhere else. Uh, maybe some hard drugs, but I'm not into that. So <laughs> Well, that's we'll, probably we'll a good racing. thing. You got tires to buy. You can't be. You can't. That's afford right. I, I can't addiction. afford both. That's for sure. Uh, I, I, that's I, whenever a driver tells me that's it. I'm done racing. I'm like, okay, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it doesn't you know? last long yeah. usually. Yeah, it's easy to quit at the end of the season, but then once you see everybody else's pictures and then put their cars together in January and February, and all of a sudden you're like, all right, I better go get me another car. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't take us long to get bored. I mean, right. everyone wants a week off now and then, but. About a week, and I'm ready to come back. Yeah, absolutely. Is that the last question? That is my absolute right. <laughs> final question for the evening. <laughs> Joey, man, thanks again for joining us. It's been a lot of fun to talk to you. Yeah, it was fun. Thanks. Uh, I'm Dan Taylor with the Front Stretch Radio Show. That's James Rowland with Rolling Race News. It's been another joint effort. I like how I keep ex pointing that out. Yeah, go for it. All right. Is that working all right? Sure. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We're going to come back uh, tomorrow and do another wrap-up show. All right. Sounds All right. good. Thanks a lot for tuning in, everybody. Let's go get an Eagle Melon. All right. Deal. You coming, Joe? Every race car driver has run into the same problem. It's well past normal parts store closing hours, but you need that one to finish your car. The guys who brought you White Knuckle Racing by the River bring you Joe's Karting Racing Parts and Tire Store. Open until 10 p.m. Monday to Thursday and open until 11 p.m. on Friday and Saturday. A parts store that fits your after-hours schedule and you can turn a few laps at Joe's Karting while you're waiting for your part to get pulled from their warehouse. Joe'sKarting.com for more information. The official watering hole of the Front Stretch has you covered any day of the week with the best wings, great burgers, and amazing steaks. Each weekday from 4 to 6 is happy hour, featuring dollar-off draft and well drinks plus $4 Luberitas. Mondays are kids' night. Tuesdays are all-you-can-eat wings for $12.95, and the lube even delivers to the Council Bluffs area. Like Quaker Steak and Lube Council Bluffs on Facebook for a full list of weekly events. Get to Quaker Steak and Lube. Mid-America Drive, Council Bluffs.